The shootout ace for the Minnesota Wild had a pretty darn good season as steady Freddie Goudreau got himself a big contract extension as well. We recap the 2022-2023 season for Freddie Goudreau today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. If this is your first time tuning into Locked On Wild, we are glad you're here and hope that you'll stick with us through the rest of the offseason into next year as well. If you're one of the everydayers that tunes in every single day of the week, we are glad to have you back. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Bird Dogs. You can go to birddogs.com slash NHL, and when you enter promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap Freddie Goudreau's 2022-2023 season. We'll hand out some letter grades, and we'll look at where Goudreau slots into the lineup going forward after his contract extension during the season. Steady Freddy, the shootout ace for the Minnesota Wild, had uh, just another solid season for the Wild that saw him set a career high in goals and, for the most part, carry over what he was able to do last year in his first real full opportunity in the NHL. He took that and ran with it and uh, continued to do those same steady things Freddie Goudreau is known for on both offense and defense. But we did, I think, learn an important lesson about what Goudreau brings to the game as he bounced around in the lineup, played on the first line, played on the second line. I think we have found out that Goudreau's comfortable spot, his most likely spot in the lineup is as the third center. And if he is put in that situation, he can be a pretty capable third center for this team going forward. Statistically, Goudreau with a career high in goals this season in 19. He played a career high in games in 82, besting last year's mark. He ended the season with 38 points, which was six fewer than last year, although the struggles that the Wild had in 5-on-5 scoring early on in the season, pretty noted. Uh, For Goudreau, his plus-minus was uh, plus 10, so right around where he was last year. Just 10 penalty minutes for Goudreau on the season, so a very disciplined member of this Wild squad. 12 of his goals were even strength. He had seven goals on special teams, three on the power play, four shorthanded, and uh, had three game-winning goals as well. Uh, A couple of uh, one assist on the power play as well. Shot 13.8%, which was a career high in a career high shots of 138. So he actually scored every 10 shots, which uh, is not bad at all. Career, his time on ice, right around what he was at last year, 16 minutes, 3 seconds this year compared to 16.19 last year. Faceoff percentage slightly below 50%, but uh, a career high in faceoffs taken. He won 500 faceoffs. 
lost 515. So real slim uh, difference between being above 50% and under. Had 52 blocks, which was a career high. 42 hits, which was just off of last year's career high pace. He had uh, 42 takeaways and just 21 giveaways on the season. So Goudreau continuing to make the most out of the opportunity that he has had with the Wild over the last couple of seasons. And I don't think Goudreau is somebody that hurts you in a pinch in particular situations. I just think if you're looking for a long-term fit for him, third-line center is uh, definitely the spot to go. Looking at some of other Goudreau's other numbers, ranked amongst the rest of the Minnesota Wild forwards. His 19 goals ranked fifth on the team. His goals against per 60 of 2.08 ranked sixth. Goals four per 60 of 2.20 ranked eighth. And again, struggles on this team uh, with scoring. Definitely played a role in uh, those situations. Expected goals against per 60 was 2.54, which ranked ninth. Uh, Expected goals four per 60 of 2.29, ranked 10th among wild forwards. Uh, Played 93 minutes, 50 seconds on the power play, which ranked fifth amongst wild forwards. He had four points, which was sixth. 172 minutes and 14 seconds on the penalty kill, which was first amongst wild forwards. And uh, a penalty kill goals against per 60 of 7.32, which ranked 10th amongst the uh, wild forwards, but just just solid in a lot of different areas. 138 shots ranked sixth, and you're not going to have Goudreau be one of your top five shooters, so anywhere in that 6 to 10 range I think is fine. Uh, second amongst wild forwards with blocks with 52. His hits were 12th, and uh, faceoff percentage seventh amongst wild forwards, and... Um, Just, again, not a lot of penalties really at all uh, for Goudreau this season. Now, as Brett Marshall alludes to in his um, player cards, none of Freddie's numbers are particularly great, but none of them are particularly bad either. Set a career high in goals with 19 and found his home playing big minutes on the penalty kill. He was also one of the team's better face-off guys, at least among those who regularly took them. He was overcast as a top six forward for a good chunk of the season, but really came on strong in the second half after settling into his ideal role on the third line. Uh, Signed a five-year extension and will be a player the Wild are going to lean into to fill in wherever he's needed. That's, That's the versatility portion because we've seen Goudreau play with Kaprizov. We've seen him play on that second line. We saw him play on that second line with uh, with Matt Boldy when Jewel Erickson Eck was out. And in an, in a small sample size, not going to hurt you. So I think Goudreau gives a lot of versatility. Of course, in the regular season, he's pretty darn good at the shootout, which helps accumulate points. Beyond that, not uh, doesn't really mean all that much. It's It's fun, though. But all in all, just very consistent for Goudreau. He's not somebody that's going to hurt you by going to the box a billion times throughout uh, the course of the game, throughout the course of the season. And his uh, scoring has trended in an upward trajectory over the last couple of seasons as well. So all told, a uh, pretty 
pretty standard Freddie Goudreau season for uh, the Wild third-line center here uh, this year. Now, we will hand out some letter grades for Goudreau's performance as well as take a look at what the expectations are for Freddie G as we move through the rest of into next year and uh, going into his contract extension beyond that as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Are you tired of feeling restricted in your shorts? Want to look good and feel comfortable at the same time? Look no further than Bird Dogs, the ultimate solution for the modern man. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are specifically designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Say goodbye to baggy, shapeless shorts and hello to the confidence of a tailored fit. But here's the secret. Bird Dog shorts do exactly the same thing all those other big-name brands do, but they fit way better. No more compromising on comfort or style. They've revolutionized shorts by inventing cloud-knit fabric, a magical blend that looks just like khaki but stretches, allowing you to move freely while maintaining a slim and stylish appearance. And that's not all. When you order from birddogs.com slash NHL and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL, you'll receive a free Yeti-style tumbler as their gift to you. That's birddogs.com slash NHL and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will be taking a look at how Jordan Greenway did after the trade to Buffalo and why that just continues to be, even though we haven't made a selection with the picks yet, why that just was a massive win for Bill Guerin uh, in making that deal before the trade deadline. That's coming up on tomorrow's show, so uh, tune in and enjoy. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. Letter grade time for steady Freddie Goudreau. Let's start on offense for Goudreau. And as we noted, career high in goals, just off a 20-goal pace, which for a third-line center is not bad at all. Uh, Some of the other numbers took a slight dip for Goudreau in uh, 2022-2023. And so factoring in the, uh, the career high in goals, factoring in the lack of penalties, that, uh, that Goudreau contributes on the ice. The face-off percentage slightly below 50%, which is um, is something that you can can live with. Maybe want to gradually start to push that up above 50%, but with as many face-offs as Goudreau took by playing in every game this year, that's, that's not a bad range to be in. We're going to go for Goudreau with a... Um, We'll go with a B for offense for Goudreau. He's not he's not somebody that is going to be a driver of play, but on a team that had so many guys that were not able to live up to their career high seasons, Ryan Hartman, Marcus Foligno, the Wild needed somebody to step in and help offset some of that lack of production. And at the end of the day, it is only a five-goal bump from last year to this year, but... It's also a five-goal bump from last year to this year. And so for Goudreau, he is showing that he can be between a 15- and a 20-goal scorer throughout uh, the course of a full season. And so a a guy that can be a complementary component 
to your offense and somebody that is able to make some plays um, while also being able to uh, help you out in other ways as well. So we're going B for offense. In terms of the defense, Goudreau is one of those more gritty kind of sandpapery type of uh, of centers that um, and players on the ice is that his forte is going to lean more to the defensive side of the puck than it is going to uh, be leaning to the offensive side. So I think I think I'm going to go with a B here as well. And you look at some of the numbers that Goudreau was able to put up based off of who the line mates for him were, which was a carousel of changing players. He had Marcus Foligno as a line mate for uh, a time. He had Brandon Duhame for uh, a handful of games here or there. You had Oscar Sundquist. You had Gustav Nyquist. A lot of different parts that were uh, rotating in and out on that line, and still Goudreau's metrics defensively uh, were still in uh, pretty good shape. Um, 2.08 goals against per 60 is a, uh, a really good number. Um, the expected goals for is not great, but then you look at what was actually scored, and that uh, that number is pretty good in and of itself. So we're going to go with a B on defense for Goudreau. In terms of penalty kill numbers, Goudreau has become a pretty heavily relied upon portion of at least the penalty kill for the Minnesota Wilds. Now, power play-wise, he's not going to be one of your top options. And and somebody that probably, if you had more of a full component of power play players, that you would um, you would look to not have him on those units. You would think that you would be able to have a couple of centers that were higher up in the pecking order to where then you don't need Goudreau to be part of that power play unit. And so factoring in his contributions on the penalty kill, I'm, I'm going to go with a B- minus for special teams. The, the weight is higher for the PK, but um, part of that power play unit, that second one, that just did not look particularly great uh, at points throughout the season, and he did play a fair amount there. So we're gonna we're gonna deduct a little bit for uh, for special teams for Goudreau in the power play category. Penalty kill pretty solid for uh, Freddie throughout the course of the season. Postseason, Goudreau's numbers uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Dallas Stars. He had uh, three goals in the series against the Dallas Stars and uh, had a couple of penalties as well. Two even strength, one power play goal, um, and face-off percentage of around 44%, which isn't super great uh, for the postseason. And let's factor in as well that Goudreau was thrust into that 2C when Jewel Eriksson Ek was injured and did not really play in the postseason. And so for uh, for the postseason for Goudreau, I think we're going to go with a... I'm going to go with a C-minus, D-plus for, uh, for Freddie for the postseason. Again, the fact that he was actually able to score some goals 
would probably lead me to move him more towards the C minus and also factoring in that he is not going to ever be one of your primary focal points uh, on the offensive side. So I think I will bump it up slightly to a C minus for the postseason for Freddie Goudreau. All told, for what Freddie Goudreau is and what he was able to do, I'm going to uh, end up giving him a B for the season for uh, his contributions all throughout the lineup. Just just really a, a solid player uh, for this wild team, which is why his contract extension looks pretty darn good, uh, as we'll talk about here in a little bit. But all told, when the Wild finally were able to settle him into the spot in the lineup he should be, uh, is when he just really started to give you a solid baseline performance. And, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll send that, that wave higher uh, in terms of performance and you'll have some of those peaks in the uh, in the performance wave you do occasionally have a valley or two here but they just seem like they're way more spread out uh, with Goudreau than with some of the other players on this team so for Goudreau going with a B for the letter grades now let's talk about that contract that Goudreau signed during the season In fact, during a game in which he scored two goals against the Nashville Predators, we'll talk about the Goudreau extension and where that puts him amongst the rest of the Minnesota Wild key players. That will be coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel offers you great promotions every single day that may line up with some of the bets that you would make anyway. It's the most safe and secure app there is, and best of all, when you win on FanDuel, you get paid instantly. There is simply no better place to bet all of the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. And if you head to FanDuel.com slash locked on, you'll get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, you can tune in tomorrow as we talk about the Jordan Greenway trade. Take a look at how he did with Buffalo after the trade. Spoiler alert, not great. So we'll talk about that, and uh, we'll bring it back to what Bill Guerin was able to get for Jordan Greenway and how it impacts this offseason, all coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Wild. So Freddie Goudreau, as we mentioned, signed an extension. During the season, in fact, it was during the game against the Nashville Predators in which he scored two goals. And so he was locked in through the 2027-2028 season at uh, $2.1 million per season. And so for Goudreau, at age 30, you'll get him to his age 35 season and... After that, you're probably, well, we'll see. You're probably not going to sign Goudreau beyond that, I wouldn't think. 
But the Wild have done a good job of locking in at a relatively cheap cost their middle two centers. Jewel Erickson Eck, always going to be that, that 2C or that middle six center, but plays the role of a 2C, I think, very well. And the Wild have, I think, done a good job of understanding that Erickson Eck is, is going to be his best role is as a 2C for this team that has a defensive focus but can also really help you offensively as well by being that net front presence guy. So the Wild have him as the 2C. You put Goudreau in as the 3C, and you've got your middle six centers taken care of uh, over the, uh, the next few seasons. Now, that coincides with what has been one of the bigger issues for the Minnesota Wild not only over the last couple of years, but also throughout the course of their history as a franchise. Haven't been able to find that one C because Ryan Hartman's playing that role right now, but ideally, that's not a role that he necessarily is suited for. There's been a lot of comments in uh, previous episodes in which it's been pointed out that Hartman could probably play a role similar to what Marcus Foligno is doing right now, just not necessarily with that same size. Gritty, sandpaper kind of player that can be physical and uh, can can give you some defensive presence uh, and is a guy right now that is is playing that top spot while the Wild try to find an answer more long-term in that role. And so you find somebody in that role to slide into that top spot, and all of a sudden you've got your top center, whoever that may be. You've got Jewel Eriksson-Eck as the 2C. You've got Freddie Goudreau as the 3C. And all of a sudden the dominoes start to slot together to where you feel a little bit better about your center depth than you previously did because we saw what happens in the postseason. You take away Jewel Erickson Eck, you deduct him from the equation, and you're rolling with Hartman. You've got Goudreau, and you've got Sam Steele, and then your fourth line center as well. And that just, that was not a good recipe for success. Not to say those guys aren't good players, but elevated into roles that extend beyond their skill set is asking for a problem. And so as the Wild continue to navigate that 1C conundrum, you've got a 2 and a 3C that are pretty good in their own right um, and, and offer some versatility. But you combine the amount of money that you've spent on those two guys at $7.35 million per season – and you get a pretty good value there considering what both of them do, what they are asked to do. And it just is another instance in which Bill Guerin makes a pretty shrewd signing to uh, just check a box off the list for this team going forward. And is five years for a guy who is 30 a little rich? Yeah, probably, but... That $2.1 million price point is something that just is, is never going to really hurt you. Because let's say, let's say Goudreau continues to show some, um, some 
growth and improvement here and can end up being a perennial 20-goal guy that is playing that third center spot, that's, that's a pretty solid decision by Bill Guerin to, uh, to lock that up long-term. So you've got a couple of the centers in the equation taken care of. You're still in pursuit of that 1C, and so locking in 2C and 3C so that they're here while you're trying to figure out the other portion of that puzzle, not a bad decision. It's just we know what those two guys are, and the team is in good shape until they try to extend them beyond where they are capable of producing. So it it's a good deal. I like the deal for Goudreau. I think it's, it's a solid signing by Bill Guerin that uh, is going to help this team over the next few seasons for sure, and it just gives them another veteran guy that um, you can put into the lineup at a relatively cheap cost as well. Um, now, what are the expectations for Goudreau heading into next season? Well, it's just to do more of the same, just be a guy that plays every night, chips in a goal here or there, is not somebody that's going to hurt you in the penalty box. The one area I would say that could uh, use a little improvement is uh, in the face-off circle, but for as much as Goudreau does, as many different roles as he can fill, it's it's just more of what we've come to expect from Goudreau after he was, uh, was with Bill Guerin in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh didn't really know what they had, and so they also were not able to... Um, they weren't able to really give him the uh, the type of money at the time that the Minnesota Wild did. So there are, there are a lot of different factors at play that uh, led to Goudreau coming here, and uh, it has been a solid addition to this Minnesota Wild team over the uh, last couple of seasons, to say the least. So more from Goudreau. We hope as his deal kicks in next season – and uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see what he does for an encore um, after uh, setting a career high in goals. We'll see what he is able to do to try to one-up that come 2023-2024. And that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you to everyone for tuning in each and every day of the week. If this is your first time tuning into Locked on Wild, we are glad to have you along and hope that you enjoyed listening today and that you'll stick with us through the rest of the offseason into next season as well. If you are an everydayer that tunes in each and every day of the week, we're glad to have you back. Either category, make sure to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new content throughout the week. We've got some exciting guests coming up here over the uh, next couple of weeks as well. So stay tuned as we guide you through the rest of the offseason with new content every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.